Alrighty, howdy, my friends, and welcome to episode 59 of the Daily Run Through Galatians. We are almost done. We're in all the way in Galatians chapter 6. Last time we um, we talked about, uh, what, verses 7, 8, 9, 10. And just one of the things that I do before I record the day's episode is I look back at what we talked about in the previous, uh, the previous section, and I look ahead to see what's coming up. Remember, because... The whole reason that I do this every day in the order that I do it in is because context matters. Uh, context is incredibly important. And so um, as I was doing that, I just looked back here and I, I read um, verse 9 uh, just as I was about to start. And, I, and it says, and let us not grow weary while doing good. You know, it's easy. It's an easy thing to do, isn't it? When we're when we're trying to do some good work. And it's, it's so easy to become weary in it. And so, well, how do we not, you know, how do we, how do you not become weary in, in doing good? Well, I think uh, the big thing is keeping in mind why you're doing it. You know, one of the things I, I do here where I am currently employed is I get to share with, um, with different church groups uh, of uh, rather uh, Christian school groups that come and, and I often get to share with them twice, um, two different nights. Last week I shared one night, and um, this week I get to share two nights, and I'm so excited about that. Uh, but there's this kind of thing that's on my heart, and and I don't, I I, I think it's just that I I really kind of have come to grips with the fact that these kids I have one time, and this week I have two times to share with them. And so I really have to like boil it down. Like, you know, what is, if I can only talk to somebody two times ever, if I have two opportunities, what am I going to say? You know, what, 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 what's that important thing? And of course I want to pray every week, you know, and say, Lord, what would you have me talk about? But it's very easy um, when we're doing things not to focus on the Lord, but instead start to look for results. You know, this this weekend I was sharing with um, a bunch of Girl Scouts at camp, and I shared a story, and I, I think I've already mentioned this, but I'll mention it again because it happened again yesterday. I was sharing a story uh, about a rabbit and just some silly stuff that happens when um, some kids don't listen to me and a rabbit ends up peeing in their face. And I shift gears right from then, and I said, you know, I'm going to tell you another story right now, and so in this story, I'm, we're kind of picking up in the middle. And what's happening is Jesus just fed this big group of people. And as soon as I say Jesus, something happens. Every week this year, this has happened. It happened again yesterday. Three girls in the very front row of my little chapel service stand up, turn around, and walk out. Now, I didn't, I wasn't paying close enough attention to see what exactly happened. Usually what happens is it's one of them. One of them usually will nudge her friends and like gesture, like, let's go. Because I said, Jesus. I mean, what else is it? You know, there's some, you know, there's a spiritual thing going on here. Anyway, it's very easy to become discouraged when you see that, when you're like talking to a group of kids and they walk out, it's easy to become discouraged. But the thing that I have to remind myself is number one, it, it's, it's not on me. The results are not on me. You know, my job is to be obedient and God, God brings about the results in his time. 
and having been in you know ministry for i don't know what 30 something years um it doesn't seem right when i think about my age but yeah probably 30 well we won't do the math anyway um the thing that i've learned is that people move slowly people move slowly we like it to be those situations where we share with them one time and it changes their life. But in my experience, and maybe I'm just bad at it, but in my experience, that's not how it works. People move slowly. And it's very easy for us to grow weary while doing good when we don't see the results. And so that's the thing. He says, let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season. What season? In due season. We, well, when the time will come when we shall reap if we do not lose heart. You know, don't give up. Just keep doing it. Keep, keep doing it. And, you know, there's been times where I've shared things with people over and over and over and over and over again. And then, you know, especially when I had my youth group, I used to share stuff week after week after week. And then we'd go to some conference or we'd go to camp and some other pastor would say the same thing that I've been saying for years to them. And they would come back to our group meeting and they'd be like, Oh, Oh my gosh. I, I, that was like life changing, you know? And they would be like, I get it. You know? And I used to like laugh about it because I'm like, I say this all the time, but Hey, I, I must not say it clearly. Or, you know, all it took was somebody else saying it for them to click, you know, but you don't see it. You know, you don't see people change instantaneously often. I mean, it's usually they hear it, they hear it, they hear it. Even, you know, when people get saved, usually they've heard it multiple times. They've heard the gospel again and again and again. And I've, and I've been at church with people that uh, I, I used to go to a church when I was in college uh, where Greg Laurie preached and he would do a, a gospel presentation, a an altar call every week. And I remember being there with people who, who went forward and said, you know, I, I was going, I knew I was going to go forward before he even said it because I've been coming for like three months and I just knew this was the week, you know, but if you just sat there and you didn't know better, you'd just think, Oh, that person just went forward. They heard it one time, went forward, but that wasn't the case. And so that's one of those things that I've kind of learned along the way is that people, people move slowly, people change slowly and the older they are, the slower they tend to change, but don't, you know, don't lose heart, continue to do good. And, and we do good. Why? Well, because we love the Lord. And so we're doing it faithfully because we love him. And this is that thing that I, I sh- I've been sharing with kids at camp is kind of my little breakdown. And if you've ever been to my church or listened to any of my sermons, you'll hear me say this a lot that, you know, we do what we do because we love Jesus, which leads to the next question. Well, why do we love Jesus? Well, we love Jesus because he loved us first. Well, how do I know he loved me? How do I know he loved me first? Well, because he died on the cross for me. He laid down his life for me. He proved his love for me on the cross. And so I never have to wonder about that. And so that's very good news. And so that's why I do what I do. And I want to keep that in mind, continually doing things because I love the Lord and not doing it um, for the results, really. Not doing it for the results. Because it's really easy to get discouraged. It's really easy to get burned out when... You're all about the results. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's hard. It's hard when you've been, when you're doing ministry, when you're doing it, when you're doing work and you're expecting the results and they, they're not coming. That's a hard thing. 
It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing not to focus on the results because I mean, this is kind of, it's kind of a byproduct of our natural thing of like, I'm sharing this with these people and there's a certain hope of results, right? We want to have that expectation of, Hey, I'm sharing this with this, some, somebody I'm hoping this will change their life. You know, I've been sharing with the kids that have been coming to camp. I've been sharing them what I just sh shared with you that, you know, why do we do what we do? Because I want them, you know, to leave here thinking like, I'm going to do what I do, not out of religious obligation, not because I have to. I don't have the idea of like, oh, I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. But no, I, I don't want to do that because that's that disparages the name of my God. You know, I don't want to do that because that casts negative light upon Jesus. And I love him. You know, why do I go to church? Why do I read my Bible? Why do I pray? Well, because I love Jesus. Not because I'm expecting some result from it. Now, is there a result from reading my Bible and praying? Well, yeah. Um, but sometimes people go into it expecting the result, right? They start reading their Bible and then they come back and they're later. They said, well, I read my Bible. You know, well, I've, I've had people say this straight. I've had people say like, well, I read my, I, I read the Bible, you know, for a month straight and I still don't have a good job. You know, I, I was talking with somebody one time that was having a problem with their husband. And I, I said, you know, I said, are you, are you reading your Bible? Are you spending time in God's word? And they said, well, I was, but my husband wasn't. So I just quit. It's like, well, how are those two things connected? You know, your, your, your husband's not walking with the Lord. So you stop walking with the Lord. Why were you walking with the Lord? You know, why were you seeking him? Why are you opening up the word? Well, it wasn't because you loved him and you wanted to hear from him. It was because you were expecting some sort of magical result to happen upon your husband. You know, well, that we get discouraged when we have the wrong or when we have these expectations and when those expectations aren't fulfilled. Now, when it comes to God's promises, when God has promised us something, well, then it's totally different because then we can uh, expect those things. Now, the problem is, of course, the time frame of the expectation, of course, when we're when we're sowing these seeds and we're doing these things, when we're sharing God's word, when we're when we're digging into the Bible, when we're spending time in prayer, when we're you know, when we're loving people and we have an expectation, a certain expectation of results, well, the time frame is not up to us. And the end results are not up to us. Our, again, our job, like I said at the beginning, is to be faithful. So if the results don't come, or they have, I shouldn't say that, if the results haven't come yet, don't worry. You just keep being faithful. You just keep being faithful. Because, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And uh, every once in a while, I get word from somebody from 20 years ago or 15 years ago or three years ago. And they say, Hey, you know, that thing that you said that changed my life. Or, you know, I've, I've had people email me long after I left the church where I was that emailed me and said, Hey, you know, you always were telling us to read our Bibles every day and write down what we learned. I started doing that. And it has totally changed my life. And I'm like, ah, yes, praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, Hey, it would have been better if they would have done it the first time they heard it, heard me say it, but uh, Hey, they're doing it, you know? And, um, that's a, that's one of those things where I greatly rejoice in. And I remind myself of that often that, Hey, I'm sharing this stuff with these kids that are fifth grade, sixth grade, and maybe they won't embrace it. Maybe they will. I mean, that'd be awesome. And I hope they do. I hope when they leave that they go like, yeah, it is stupid not to read the Bible. It's a message from God. It's telling me everything I need to know for life and godliness. It's God's love letter to me. 
it says in it over and over and over to read these things, know these things. I have told you these things that you might have peace. I've told you what things that you might have peace. Well, if you haven't read it, you're not going to have peace because you're not going to know those things. And on and on and on. And I hope when those kids hear that, that they go, yeah, that's foolish. It's foolish. It is the act of a fool to have the word of God in front of them and to treat it as if it's unimportant. You know, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. But, you know, there's another fool. And that's the one that says, here is the word of God. The word of God preserved through time for me to know the truth about him, to me to understand who he is, for me to be able to walk in faith and, 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 you know, and walk in a manner that's pleasing to him. Here, here is God's love letter to me. Here it is, but I'm not going to read it. Here are the words of God that transform the lives of those who listen and put them into action. And yet, nah, I'm not going to open that up. That's, that's foolish. So I hope those kids put it in the, put it in action. I hope you've put it in action. And, um, and if they don't, my hope is that someday, sometime down the road, somebody else is going to say the same thing. And it's going to bring to mind what I said. And that God's Spirit's going to work on them. And that they're going to take, make, make that decision to say, you know, I'm going to open this book up and I'm going to spend time in it every day because I want God's word to renew my mind. I want it to judge the thoughts and intentions of my heart. I want to know what he desires for me. I want to walk in faithful obedience to him. I want to be reminded of his love and his promises. I want to walk in wisdom. Anyway. Don't, uh, don't grow weary while doing, doing good. And he goes on to say, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all. So especially to those of the household of faith. So yeah, keep, keep looking for ways to bless the church. God bless you. Talk to you next time.